The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored, and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome back to In The Corner. Appreciate your patience. This episode is obviously coming late for those who follow the Twitter at In The Corner WWE. Uh, but to make up for my lateness, my tardiness, whatever you want to call it, coming all the way from the uh, US of A, Mr. Tyler Peters joins me once again here on In The Corner. How's it going, buddy? It's going great, Benny. Uh, like always, it's always a fun time joining you. So thank you for having me uh, on the program again. Well, I figured because we were late, we've got to have yourself on to hopefully the people like listening to you. So hopefully we'll uh, <laughs> quell the uh, the worry. Well, I, I hope they do. I, I mean, I, I like listening to you. I think you've got people that, that enjoy what, what you say as well. And, hey, I, I'm just, hey, I'm thrilled. I'll, I'll take a compliment when I can get it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Don't have to look a gift horse in the mouth, I think the saying is. Uh, how you been, buddy? It's been a while. I do doing great and i love the saying with the horse is also uh, but yeah doing good and uh can't complain uh it's been some weird weather i know we talked off air that you all have experienced some bizarre weather as well but hey i am doing good so i can't complain i'm here you had a tree take out a fence didn't you as i remember right <laughs> it was uh, so- uh yes the, the the winds uh from last week it was actually friday uh uh during the evening apparently or maybe it was the thursday the day before but yeah we had a tree that had fell on our fence luckily nobody was hurt there wasn't any further damage and the fence can be fixed and we, we took care of the tree thanks to a good old saw and uh, craftsmanship and we were able to take care of that problem but it happens the wind you know mother nature can be a strong absolutely force. yeah well, well where i live uh We've had snow, rain, snow, snow, rain, rain, snow. <laughs> it's been sleety. and So, yeah, um, hopefully it warms up soon because all the prices are going up soon, apparently, for the whole fuel thing and everything. So, uh, oh, yeah. you know. Very expensive. Uh, they're probably going to keep skyrocketing, unfortunately. I, I hope they go down. Let's uh, try to be hopeful and positive they will. Yeah. Well, hopefully, like you said, nobody was hurt, so that's good. Uh, and hopefully... Uh, Yes. Hopefully the weather gets good over here very soon, uh, and I'll save everybody's heating, definitely. Um, I hope so, too. <laughs> I'm glad you are doing uh, okay as well. wanted to make sure I asked uh, and did my part. Return the favor as a, a good friend of the show. I appreciate it. Uh, well, this is episode 43 of In the Corner. Uh, obviously, Tyler's joining me. We're going to chat some. Uh, we're actually going to do. We're actually going to break down a little bit. Well, well, hang on. I forgot to press the button, Tyler. Oh, my God. I'm slacking you forgot there we go um we're gonna break down smackdown a little bit and raw from this past week we're gonna go through the highlights the best bits so then there is a little bit some you know there are some worse bits in there as well i'm not gonna lie um yeah there were but before we get there i'm gonna go to the uh, lovely people in the corner on uh sorry the people on twitter who uh commented on uh in the corner um post this time uh, i was asking which intercontinental championship is your favorite and why uh, we had a couple of uh, couple of people message back, Tyler. Let me talk to you. Um, Rob, UTT, Rob. So I actually put a picture of the current Intercontinental Championship up. The uh, one from the sort of uh, 
early 2000s, the oval shaped one. Uh, it started in about 98, I think. And then we've got the. Yeah, uh, I remember. The 88 sort of looking, you know, Bret Hart days, Shawn Michael, Mr. Perfect days as well. And I just wondered, I just, I just wondered who's. Uh, what was your, you know, what everybody's favorite was? I mean, what was your favorite IC title for you? What's, what's your, if you were going to be Intercontinental Champion, which one would you want to be having on your shoulder? I'll tell you, I'm looking at them right now, Benny, and I like the third one, but I also like probably the one that's current too. I mean, it's kind of a toss-up because I like the one Gunther wears uh, presently, but I, I must say I like that third picture. I don't, you, you told the years, I'm trying to recall, because you just said it, uh, what year that'd be from it. So the thinner one kind of got more of the wide around it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know. Yeah, I, I really, you know, dig in that logo. And the words of Booker T, I, I can dig it. Yeah, you can, I need to get, I can dig it on here as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I don't, I don't, don't get me wrong. When I first saw the brand new Intercontinental Championship, I, it, didn't, um, it didn't quite grab me at first. But actually, over time, I've got used to it. It was a bit like when the spinabout came out for the WWE Championship. At first, I was not a fan. After a while... It became sort of, I guess, because it's been around long enough that I got used to it. Maybe, maybe not like yeah, it, but correct. I got used to it. But I mean, I like that Gunther's got it at the moment. I think he's doing a great job with it, and I do like the bout. But my my personal favorite, I've always wanted to be, uh, is the sort of uh, the oval shaped one from like the I think about night when like Ken Shamrock, The Rock had it, Triple H in the early days, uh, Jeff Hardy That's a had classic. it. So I like that one. There's nothing wrong with any other one. I just I just prefer that one. So um, you know, it's um. Again, it's all it's all subjective, I guess, on belts, isn't it? I mean, I'm a, I, I went, it is. I didn't like the NXT belt, the first one with the big X in the middle. I get it, but I didn't like it when they changed it to that newer one that they still have now that Braun Breaker has. I do like that belt. I think that's a cool belt. It's smooth, yeah. It, it's very nice and pristine, and and I get that because every, everybody's got their, you know, preferences, uh, and that's cool. That's what what makes it subjective, like you were saying. So. Right on. I, I'm with you. I think it's cool to do this. A, a great questions, great uh, friendly debate to have. What title would you prefer? You like the best? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, something you know. Don't have to be serious on the whole, on the whole wrestling thing all the time. Just have a bit of fun. Just see what people like because it's always interesting to know. People like. I mean, and again, another bout I love. And I'm not saying because I'm just from the UK, <laughs> but the UK United <laughs> Kingdom Championship. I loved it when they brought that out. I thought it was a great bout, the lions on it and everything. I thought it was absolutely uh, a brilliant bout. And I, you know, again, I don't know when NXT Europe's supposed to be launching uh, in the next couple of months. I assume probably after Mania. That was the rumor, but um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, yeah, I never know. I, I hope it does. I, I think everybody's anticipating uh, what's next for that chapter. Concerning their story, since a UK brand is no more, it's just becoming more Europe. Yeah, which I think is a great opportunity for lots of uh, men and women wrestlers to entertainers, whatever, to apply their craft, hopefully. And it gives more people jobs. Now, whether that's wrestlers or people that film it, edit it, make graphics, whatever, you know, they're going to have to have somebody somewhat, um, you know, to do these things. So it opens up a good... A, hopefully a good um a business hopefully it does well is what i'm trying to get i'm using my words to be honest yeah, every everyone could uh have a role uh An that's exactly what you're you're yeah. saying and it, yeah it makes sense but yeah we got a couple of comments on uh, some of the belts let me talk to you 
UTT Rob says the 8688 design, which is the, uh, um, I believe that is the uh, the sort of Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon era. So that that bout, but with the black background. I know Cody brought it back with the white uh, strap uh, back in about what 20. 10 or 2011 ish i think it was it had it had to be around those years somewhere because that's yeah. right before he left uh yeah um um the great Cy powell sjp words uh on twitter uh out of those white backed one but that design with the black is great too. so again he's going with early 90s as well sort of sean and brett's time and razor so he's gone for the same one um we do have one for I my can't belt. Blame no, no, I do have one for mine. Let me talk to you. Uh, the attitude and ruthless aggression era design. It looks perfect for a mid card belt, says Danny Scottish Juggalo. Um, so again, it's all it's all subjective. I mean, if there's one on there I've missed, I don't think I have in terms of design. Um, I know the oval one initially was a lot smaller, and back in about twenty two thousand seven ish, they brought it back, and they actually because. Um, if you remember, the Intercontinental Championship got unified with the World Heavyweight title, but Eric Bischoff brought it back probably about nine months later. Um, and it was yeah, like I, re- a, I recall. And it was a bigger oval than what it was from the original bout. But either way, I liked the, I liked them. So, again, there aren't many bouts, wrestling bouts, WWE bouts that I want to own. But uh, those who I mentioned now, I'd like to own them. But, you know, £200 a piece. <laughs> it might I, be I a- would too, but I, I just don't have the funds. If somebody w- w- wants to loan me money, maybe in my dreams, not reality, that, that can happen. <laughs> well, uh, if, you want to, if you want to support uh, the SJP World Media Network, maybe we get a few bouts for sets designed for there, later there on. There you go. You know, you know at SJP World Media. <laughs> <laughs> you could do. But I thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody. Let me talk to you. For... Um, as per usual for uh, messaging on uh, Twitter and stuff we appreciate it I know it's a bit I see I'm going to go behind the curtain a little bit here I know I've, I spoke to you about it uh, very qu- uh, quickly Tyler before but we would like to do this show live but in terms of work and stuff I love to do it live um, on a Wednesday uh, you know at a certain time every Wednesday so I know but because of the way things have been going on in my own personal life with work and stuff until I can settle on a day and go, right, every so-and-so day, that is the day we're going to go live within the corner, whether it be with yourself, Tyler, or just me or both. Until we, can... I think it sounds uh, fantastic. I, I'm looking forward to it, regardless of wh- what it is, who's on available. I, I know you'll be there, Benny. I, I think this is tremendous news. Uh, but at the moment, we're not going to announce anything yet in terms of dates because until I can lock in a day where I know I can either... but I, See, I could record a video and do it, but I want to be live so we can have that that uh, interaction, have that hopefully. Feel. Yeah, and have the interaction of people in the chat so they can put their points of view across on uh, any particular subject that we're talking about, which obviously Raw Smackdown this week. So, uh, But yeah, thank you very much for everybody for um, for messaging. Let me talk to you. Uh, I know you got chance to go back and have a look at uh, SmackDown, Tyler. Actually, because obviously a slight delay here, but uh, I mean, what do you think? Of Smack- what do you think of SmackDown last week? Well, uh, you, it's hard not to talk about what is uh, transpiring between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Uh, to see this face to face was incredible. I mean, we all know how good the promos are going to be, but what I enjoyed, Benny, and uh, I'll be interested to hear your take. Uh, here in a little bit, is Roman Reigns deflected the confidence of Cody Rhodes. You know, Cody's always had a swagger in his own right, uh, similar to Roman Reigns. And Roman was talking about how he's wanting to uh, make Dusty proud, like, you know, actually disrespecting Cody, saying, hey, listen, we I used to have those conversations too, 
when speaking of the American dream, Desi Rhodes, but he never mentioned you. And like, and then Cody was responding by saying, you know, this is really, it's a necessity now. I just don't have to finish writing my story and, and climb that mountain and dethrone the tribal chief. You've gave me even more motivation. So I, I'm not going to remember what they said verbatim. It's just all I can say or take away from this segment, the opening segment, by the way, of uh, Friday Night Smackdown, yeah, yeah. which I was glad I, I watched it, was just uh, breathtaking. I mean, here you got Cody, who's a wordsmith, and, and Roman Reigns, who equals him just in a, in a different way. And what he was saying was true, Benny. He was He's main evented WrestleMania. He's done a lot of things while Cody's been away, but Cody spoke a lot of truth with talking about the Indies, AEW, in a sense, and that he's been able to kick the goalpost in. I, I love the analogies. This is getting really good really fast because we are getting closer to WrestleMania. So that makes me just get hyped you know, each week as it, it regards the, uh, the big WrestleMania main event between Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, and the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. So what did you think? Because I, I thought this was a, a brilliant segment. It's one of those promos where, first off, I, I liked it. I agree with you 100%. Uh, but two, it's one of those promos where the more you, if you went back and watched it again, you'd pick up on a lot more how they're sort of layering the story already just by talking to each other. Um, another thing I took from it very quickly, because we obviously hear Paul Heyman a lot, but the fact that Roman, you take what, say Roman four years ago, give or take, um, maybe four and a half years ago on the mic, not the best, has improved immensely. And obviously this run over the last couple of years is the heavyweight, you know, Universal and then into the Undisputed has been uh, absolutely, abs- Roma Reigns' best work by far. Yeah, it's and been that, incredible. And that's in terms of solo, I mean, I still love the Shield days. I love that that whole group as it as it sort of, you know, um, evolved over time but yeah no it's very clever on on how I didn't know how Cody was going to respond after what Roman said because Roman very subtly is basically sticking the pins to him and basically putting him down by bringing up Dusty Dusty never mentioned you oh yeah I could you know and then have you ever competed for one of these how about that one and he goes you, have you ever been in the main event of Wrestlemania no and he's basically undermining Cody in that moment. But what I liked about it, like you said, was Cody, the way Cody, Cody came back. And although he looked right. like genuinely upset, what he said about, you know, and Dusty never mentioned you and stuff. Um, it was very good the way Cody came back. And I'll relate this a bit later on to something else that happened on Raw this past week. But yeah, an excellent segment. And it's just, and to a part of me feel, I understand they want to grab people to watch the show in the first hour. Sometimes I feel these moments should be at the end of the night or at least somewhere in the middle. I don't, you know, but I get why they do it, you know, and they always seem to start with the bloodline story stuff at the top of the show. I know it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and I know it uh, filters through now with Sammy and Jimmy and Solo and all that, but sometimes I feel like, should we be seeing the Undisputed Champion straight away? Maybe maybe backstage, but they know, you know, in this case, I'm not going to moan about it because it worked. And it set the tone for SmackDown, didn't it? And overall, that show last Friday was really good. We had uh, Solo Sokoa taking on Zayn. Um, we did. Uh, Solo A lot was, of good stuff. Yeah, Solo looking really good in the ring at the moment, to be fair. I know he's doing the whole Umaga. Obviously, that's their uncle. But doing that whole um, Simone Spike and stuff. I get like a... 
With Solo Sokoa, like I get like a sort of a Taz vibe from him to a degree. Slash Samoa Joe. That's interesting. Umaga, I, I, I didn't uh, put it together. Th- those analogies, but I like this. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Solo versus Samoa Joe if that ever would happen. I don't know how that would happen if it, it you know, if it ever would happen. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, great segment. And I, do you know what? I, again, we don't really grade them, do we, on this show? But it was a, it was a good opening segment. The response Cody got as well, because there's been a lot of fan stuff online saying. Because everybody wanted to cheer Sami Zayn, um, I think a lot of people were kind of made worried that maybe people would start bo- booing Cody because of Sami. Yeah, would turn on Cody. I don't think it need. It's not. It's, it shouldn't have to be. You should. You don't have to boo Cody if you like Sami. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah, you can actually like them both. You can cheer, and that, it proved it because yeah, they don't have to worry. And I think that's just rumors that tried to grab a headline is all it was as per usual yeah. both of them are over yeah yeah as they usually do as and, they usually and we do. can tell that that crowd in washington was electric for cody Rhodes. come uh, on is, as is, soon as they they heard there's one royal more than one royal family let me back up <laughs> they the, it's like the place just came alive yeah and that the, i mean i'm singing on my i'm singing on my sofa <laughs> you can't you can't help it well, I know. Uh, you can't See, help you, it yeah you can't help but sing it, it it's kind of like people like this talk about Jericho's song but come on this is Cody Rhodes now everybody's doing the words and, and <laughs> yeah. what happens too Benny is you, you've got a lot of AEW fans that have now came over to WWE because of Cody so yeah, you, not that so. you would have the not, not that you would have the crowd respond to Cody that if they just watch WWE, but you got to remember what kind of fans he, he probably has some all elite wrestling uh, supporters that also watch both products that are, you know, they're going to be helping with that too. So you wonder if that didn't have an, you know, alter things and kind of help, but I'm not taking anything away because it wouldn't matter. This guy yeah. is, I mean, he is over. So there, there's no question about that. People want to see Cody win, don't they? Uh, you know, so, whether hey, you're an AEW do. fan it, or not, it's the comeback story. It, it's, yeah, it's you know, I've been away, you've missed me, and I now I've returned, and I even suffered an injury, the uh, pectoral muscle, but I'm, I am reemerged, and I'm, I'm ready. I, this is my moment. It's WrestleMania, the grandest stage of yeah. them all. My father couldn't win the title. Paul Heyman wants to make it personal now. Roman Reigns thinks he's unbeatable. I'm not like everybody else. That, that's another thing, too, Benny, in that promo. You said it. It set the tone, and I think that's why they did the opening segment. I didn't have a problem with it, and, and you didn't either. I, you said it worked. But I, th- I think that's why it's just they were wanting to change it up. Make SmackDown feel a little bigger in the opening moments because used to it would have Roman come out in the bloodline, but now we get <clears> to see Cody. I think just, you know, SmackDown has felt yeah. bigger than Raw. Up until I and, not, and I, I think both shows are really good at the moment. But I think SmackDown before this was class is the bigger show because not only do we have Roman Reigns on the show, but we have the undisputed champion on the show. We we rarely see we would we're rarely seeing Roman on Raw. And obviously, I've talked about the brand extension before. And should it happen? Should, if it doesn't, if they don't want it anymore, that's absolutely fine by me. I just wish they would pick a pick a route, please. You know, but. If they're not going to go, yeah. I don't, you don't necessarily need the brand split. But if you're going to do it, I think have the undisputed champion appear on both shows, have one set of tag team, which you know, so at the moment is the Usos. Have those guys defend them on both shows, 
And then, but why haven't we unified? If we're going to do that, you're going to have to unify the women's heavyweight championship as well, and have, but have like the Intercontinental Champion and the United States Champion is like their respective. That's SmackDown. That's Raw. But you can have everybody else intertwine to a degree because you've got the undisputed champion here, and then you've got the tag team champions on SmackDown this week, and you've got the women's champion on Raw next week. So you can mix it up a little bit. But if you're only going to go one way, <laughs> just do it. But they still say things like. He's a Raw superstar. She's a SmackDown. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, they if- they, they do. They uh, and pardon me, my voice for some reason going there, but it just uh, that that's the thing. It's just yeah, that that's always been my issue when they they started the whole draft uh, creative. It's like okay, then because remember when Randy Orton jumped the rail? Was he feuding with Lesnar that year or something? I don't know who it was, but he he was he ended up showing up. And, you know, that was cool for the moment, but then it gets convoluted because, like you're saying, you get confused. It's like, okay, if we're going to do an actual brand extension split, why aren't these superstars on their respective brand Raw or SmackDown? Unless, like you pointed out, it's a men's championship that's, you know, for a tag team or it's, you know, intercontinental championship could be on SmackDown or vice versa Raw United States. So, I agree with a lot of what you were stating there, Benny. It, it does. that. That's an issue I've always had with the draft uh, scenario or with having brands. I don't Make care. them feel special. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why Roman Reigns has felt special. And that's why SmackDown he, We haven't is, seen him on Raw. Yeah, and that's why SmackDown has seemed to be the bigger show because of you know, the bloodline and, you know, when you see the Undisputed Champion. You, I mean, nowadays you get more boos and cheers for Roman after what happened at Rumble and you know, what's happened at, to Elimination Chamber and stuff. But overall, when Roman's going to be there, you just, it's like when The Undertaker used to turn up, like the gong used to go off. You know, you're, oh, here we go, stuff's going down, you know. So it has that uh, it has that feel to it. But yeah, now that they're sort of on each show now, and yet you continue the storyline with Sammy, Jay, Jimmy, Solo, Kevin Owens is in the fold now. Cody is kind of coming into the bloodline sort of story as well now. And it filters down into all these other yeah. things, you know. And I think matches have got better. Women's division, um, the matches are getting better. We've obviously, I, I think I said on the last show uh, when you weren't on, but um, me and you have obviously been fairly not harsh. I suppose I suppose we have been a bit harsh in some cases, but the women's division hasn't grabbed us, has it? And uh, but Rhea Ripley being the Royal Rumble winner and stuff like that. It's felt like something's missing. I, I think that's what we've been discussing. But yeah, Rhea Ripley, I'm glad you brought her up because she was, now we're seeing her compete on SmackDown because she's chasing Charlotte. So they're trying to at least give us some logic. But, it, you know, if you're a casual fan, you're going, well, wait a minute, we've seen her on Raw. But then it would make sense because no one, she's got that WrestleMania match, actually the rematch. Uh, so she's trying to prove, hey, I'm going to dominate the competition. You're used to facing or have an opportunity, Charlotte. So that's why, hey, Liv Morgan, I, I, I used to be friends with her, but not anymore because guess what? I'm chasing you. I want my title shot at my WrestleMania moment. So I'm the eradicator. So that's what I'm here to do. And, he, of course, she's got Dom. And and we've all, you know, praised how great he's been. And, and yeah, with definitely. Rhea. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought her up. I, I'm a big proponent of Rhea Ripley. So much talent. And, and what's scary to me, Benny, is – the sky's not only the limit. I mean, the universe is hers to take. How about that? Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I do see again. We'll get onto our predictions later on in the month, obviously. But uh, you know, the cards still filling up. 
at the moment. So obviously we know it's going to be Roman versus Cody at the moment. Obviously there is talk about maybe a triple threat, possibly. That's been on the cards. Uh, but it looks, the way it's meant to be going is KO and Sammy going for the tag titles. That I mean, based on what happened on Raw this week, that could be the way we're going now. Um, but before we get there, I just want to quickly run through what else happened on SmackDown on Friday and we'll get into Raw. Um, Drew McIntyre challenged Gunther to an Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania. But uh, Sheamus didn't like this, came out. Um, then LA Knight came out, then New Day, then Karrion Cross. Uh, ultimately, it's meant to be all those guys I just mentioned in a, is it Fatal Five Way? Uh, uh, I think so. Um, it's, you said it, it was Kofi, LA Knight, Sheamus. Yeah, yeah, and, so yeah, uh, so five, yeah. For, so. Yeah, you, you ran it down. Yeah. You, you got it, man. But uh, I have read that Kofi's injured, so whether he's going to be on SmackDown, I don't know. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but whoever wins this will be challenging Gunther at Mania. Um, could we could we somehow see Sheamus, Drew, and Gunther at Mania? I you know that that uh, I know this is meant to be a number one contenders match for a singles match at Mania. But is there still a chance here we could probably see a triple threat? I mean, what are your thoughts I on that? I think we could. I think I would. Everybody, no one, Sheamus and Gunther at Clash of the Castle over there near where you were, Benny, in the UK, and knowing how great their rivalry's been, and to get Drew in the middle of that. Here's another thing, too, that I like of where they're going with this, and it's the little subtleties that we love about storytelling when it uh, pertains to wrestling, sports entertainment, etc. Is Drew McIntyre, you know, Seamus claimed he he did him wrong, and, and to me, uh, that had me scratch my head till I had to rewatch that segment. It looked like Drew may claim more him because at the end of the day, they may be friends, but we're talking WrestleMania. We're talking an intercontinental title. So yeah. who wants it more? Do you want? Sure, we can be friends, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's about getting the money. It's about being the star. It's about becoming a champion of some description. And just yeah. the look that Drew had in his eyes. I mean, what were your thoughts on that? Because that, that to me was compelling. I, I well, you know, we could even be having a, uh, a like a a swerve here. Maybe maybe Sheamus and Drew. I would say they're probably the favourites, but you can't discount really any of them. But I would say out of them, you know, Karen Cross is doing well. Um, had some great matches, great persona, and everything. So maybe we don't even have Drew and Sheamus um, make it, and maybe we have a one on one at Mania between those two in that relationship breaks down a little bit maybe you know there's several ways you could go with this obviously we'll find out on smackdown there, this there, friday there's a lot of directions and uh but i would like that i would not mind to see drew or sheamus go at it i think carrying cross not and gunther la not versus carrying cross and I, I don't mean to interrupt that that was another one yeah, yeah. well la knight i think has uh, got a great year ahead of him maybe not necessarily at wrestlemania this year but i think from going forward potentially you know we, we're gonna i think we're gonna see a lot of LA Knight crowd respond to him. I find myself going, yeah, and I even find myself let me talk to you. doing that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, <laughs> it's... Yeah, let, let me talk to you, and I, I just want to say, yeah, I mean, he's got us responding. The, the guy knows how to connect to people, and I, I can't wait to see what his next few is going to be. Maybe that is Gunther. Maybe it's LA Knight taking on Gunther. Quite possibly, Who knows? Like yeah. you said, there, there's so many other uh, narratives you could look at it and there's go about two, this whole uh, process. There's still two nights. We've still got obviously we've got some matches lined out already um, for Mania. We'll talk about more about that nearer the time. But when well, we will talk about a few of them as Raw and stuff. 
Uh, one of them we're going to talk about right now quickly is um, Bobby Lashley, uh, you know, Uncle Howdy trying to take out Bobby Lashley. Again, Bobby Lashley on SmackDown, which we haven't seen uh, really. So, No, we haven't. Maybe what a th- surprise. Maybe, this, maybe it's, you know, I mean, Cole said it must be WrestleMania season because Bobby Lashley's here. I don't know whether... <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe on Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, after those two nights, um, maybe it comes out and says, "Right, we're going to have a draft now, and it's going to be permanent." I don't know. Let's see what happens. Or we are going to go down the route of we have one uh, undis- we have one undisputed tag team, we have one undisputed heavyweight champion, unite the women's belts, and like I said, keep the US and the internal championship on their respective shows, and have the others just flip back and forth between Raw and SmackDown, maybe. I don't care which way they go. They just need... I feel like this is just... It, it's something that irritates me, as you can tell, Tyler. You're either yeah, it's been ex- the Achilles heel. It's <laughs> it really is, yeah. got the Benny... I mean, it, no, it is, though. And I, I have to concur. I know we, we'll disagree. Don't worry. But I, I have to... Uh, let me just preference it by saying I feel where he's coming from. Boy, that didn't make any sense. I, I need to go back to school. But <laughs> uh, but I, I know what you're saying. There, there'll be a lot of uh, good comedy on this program as well. But... Seeing Bobby Lashley, yeah, when Cole said that, I thought he was going to say, boy, you can tell Christmas has came early. I mean, it <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. It, was, it, it almost reminds you. I know he didn't mean it as it sounded, but it, it was kind of funny when you think about it. But it's true. WrestleMania season, that's the excuse. But it doesn't have to be WrestleMania season. We, we've we seen stars from different brands show up NXT. I mean, my goodness, it's it's not like this is an epiphany. <laughs> Just, oh, wow, the almighty, because he, he he's feuding with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's... You know, we'll get into that once Raw comes yeah, in. But I think closer. last week, and I know you touched on it, the video, Muscle Man Dance. Yeah, and yeah. And that's why Bobby Lashley had to answer. But, and we get Uncle Howdy. No, his name's not Pouty. <laughs> but the two the two that at the moment for WrestleMania that I seem very much, I mean, again, I said it on last week's show, we've still got a lot of, we got, what, three weeks, give or take, until Mania. Um, but, it's um, close to it. Uh, yeah, but um, the Brock... And Omos, you know, it could be interesting. How's Brock going to pick Omos up? And all we, but then we've seen, if you've watched wrestling long enough, we've seen Brock pick up the big show in F5 him. So I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, That's not a thing I'm worried about. Throwing around the ring uh, like, yeah. like a ragdoll when the, the guy's been his heaviest and Brock Lesnar has picked him up. So to your point, I, I don't have any doubt just knowing how strong, uh, legit, the legitimacy of Brock Lesnar's strength yeah. that he couldn't, he couldn't pick up Omos. He's just a, a good country boy, amateur wrestler, and, <laughs> and the guy just, he, he's a beast. I mean, it's true. He is a beast. I guarantee somebody will say during the match, um, he almost pick up almost or almost or whatever. I guarantee that's going to be said. But, um, <laughs> and it'll, be, it'll, it'll rhyme too much. Yeah, it'll yeah. Be, what did they say? <laughs> yeah. I hope Pat McAfee is on uh, commentary at Mania this year. I uh, hope uh, so. I, I, yeah. I hope, if nothing else, that he's back. Uh, Nothing against anybody else, but there's just an energy when he gets in there. It's infectious. You know it's- I liked at Rumble. I liked the three-man team of Cole, Corey, and Pat McAfee. I thought they did a great job, personally. Where you know, however you the feel about Michael. Chemistry was good, considering yeah. McAfee's been away. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I also love the fact. And I'm, I'm sure many people know this by now, but Michael Cole was not aware that Pat McAfee was there, so his reaction was like genuine. So it was really good. Um, there was no scripting that reaction. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's good when you do stuff like that. Like we, like, we'll come on before the, we'll have a chat. How are you and all that kind of stuff. 
and we start talking a bit about wrestling. I'm like, look, we need to stop now so we can record it because I want the genuine reactions when we get into the show. Because if we do it now, it'll lose something when we get into the actual the, the recording session. So you yeah, know, we'll ruin that. it if we're not careful. Yeah. But what I was going to say was Bobby Lashley, uh, Bray, Brock Lesnar, Omos, Omos. At the moment, I have no inkling to follow this story. I have no, There's nothing in there to make me go, I want to see these four men lock up in their singles matches at all. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I like Bray Wyatt, as you all well know. I like Bobby Lashley. I like Lesnar. And actually, Omos has got potential. Uh, but at the moment, there is nothing there for me, Tyler, to, for me to go, oh, I can't wait for that match. Uh, you know how much I'm looking forward to both those matches as much as I'm uh, looking forward to another thunderstorm. That, that's about <laughs> how <laughs> that's I... That's a good uh, way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these athletes are, are talented. I'm taking nothing away. When I say this, we're, we're teasing, but it's true. It, that shows you the, the enthusiasm, the excitement has went from 100 down to about a zero. And you've got Bobby Lashley. I mean, even if you didn't have Bray Wyatt, you've got Brock Lesnar in the other match. But yet, you know, here we are. I think the problem with me is that I tried to be a fan of Bray Wyatt's character, the Wyatt Six, the psychological warfare, and Uncle Howdy, and the Mount Dew match. I put a bad taste of, not Mount Dew in my mouth, with some kind of bad taste. <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, they, 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 they got a lot of money, though, so I, yeah. I can't blame them. The WWE. And uh, I think a lot of people are, are thinking the laugh, it's probably got to be Bo Dallas, who's the actual real-life brother yeah, I th- of uh, I think so. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I think we can conclude that it is. Uh, you know, I'm happy for Bo Dallas, but this does not make me believe uh, just because he's yeah. Uncle Howdy and wearing a mask. And uh, do you do you think uh, with Bray? I, do you think with, do you think with Bray that there was a set plan, and maybe like Alexa Bliss having time off, if that is the case, which I assume it is. Um, do you think because of her time off? Um, and maybe a few other things. Maybe there was a set plan to put Bray on his trajectory leading into Mania, but things like she's had time off or he broke his finger. Do you think things have just slightly changed and maybe they're they're treading water a little bit with him until they can get to the point where they can do what they want to do with him? If that makes sense? It's possible. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and I, that's that's why, hey, I like bouncing this conversation off because you, you bring up stuff that I, I don't always think about, and, and that may be very well the case. But I, I just have to be real. Uh, you got Bobby Lashley, you got Brock Lesnar, you got some box office stars, and you can put Bray Wyatt in that's fit him in the slot due to merchandise. But uh, even with the Almighty and Lesnar and Omos, and you got MVP, I'm a big fan of what MVP is able to bring to the table. It's just, I don't care if you bring out the zombies, the, the puppets, Sesame Street, you resurrect them. I don't know that it can save this. I, I don't, I, I just, I'm at a loss for words. I'm even my thoughts. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, normally I don't mind the kind of creepy horror stuff because I, I was into The Undertaker, Kane, Mankind, all those characters. And I realized we have to change with the times. I don't want to sound like an old critic. I just have to be honest. I'm not getting into the whole Bray Wyatt saga. But to your point, due to him having the finger injury and Alexa Bliss needing time off, that could have factored into why they had to, to slow down on, on the story a little bit. Of course, you want them to be patient anyways. I'm talking about the execution, other segments yeah. of it, moving parts per se. I don't know. It's just, are we going to get Uncle Howdy 
maybe in a handicap match? I mean, could that be <laughs> no plausible? I, I don't know. Be. I hope not, but who knows? After he got involved, I mean, he'll probably interfere because he's part of the, the extension of Wyatt's character. And i got to tell you, you touch on this. The, the news segment was atrocious. I, I must say, I couldn't. I'm, I'm sorry it's to all the a, Bray Wyatt fans. It was just, <clears throat> where's the secret at? Because I, I don't want to find out. I don't care what you tell me. It's just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, somebody help me out. I'm going to have to make the tag because it's just, it's perplexing me to where I don't mind having to think, but not in this way. It's just, it's too much. I, I'm, I'm ready for it to move on to another chapter. Yeah. Get interesting again. Change it up. Do, do what you need to do. Because maybe that's what normally to... I have patience. Yeah. I was just going to say, maybe that's what they're trying to do, but it just feels very forced and very like rushed. I know, again, we've still got, what, three weeks, give or take. Yeah, we, we've uh, got time, but I think that's the key word you just mentioned. It's it's forced. So I think they're having to rush it too much. Well, we'll find out as it goes over the next couple of weeks. Um, maybe we'll have Alexa Bliss return and join Bray, and maybe it'll make more sense by then. But what I, I just want to fuss. I, I want to have an excuse to, to yeah. tear, pick this apart. That, that's yeah, yeah. what it is. But I think this, even though we've seen it a lot, and I say a lot, four times, three times, technically, um, but the story between Brock and Bobby makes more sense to be at Mania than let's chuck Brock with Omos and Bobby with Bray. It, it makes more sense for Brock and Bobby to go at it. I know um, uh, Brock got disqualified at a chamber and the match was a bit lackluster, but you know it moved the story on. So my logic was, okay, we're going to see this finally put to bed at WrestleMania between Brock and Bobby, but we've gone completely off the freaking beaten path and gone somewhere that I don't know where it, we're it's going. It's opposite. Yeah, I just don't get it. I mean, no, nobody knows. You could travel to Mars and ask them and they wouldn't be able to tell you if you found me, life up there. It, it's really getting ridiculous. Uh, I'm starting to wonder if uh, Uncle Howdy is going to find a Wendy's or something and, and maybe, maybe somebody there, a worker, can ask him, hey, what's your creative? I, I don't know. I mean, that's how lost I am. That, it's not that bad. It's just me trying to be a little funny too well, in, the, in the whole entirety of things or scheme of them. Anyways, it just, I don't know. I, the Uncle Howdy stuff, it was neat when it first started. I, I actually gave it a shot. And I, I know we're going to have to give it time. I, I'm all for that. Yeah, but when you do it stuff just, like Mountain Dew matches, mate, I understand your frustration completely. Yeah, you know, the visual well, no, I thought was yeah, good. But. So ne- next we're going to get Lon John Silvers and uh, more fish and chips yeah. maybe for the UK fans. I, I don't know. It's, it's driving me batty. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, take a, a break. I mean, uh, just from Bray Wyatt, and normally I, I can get into this stuff. But it's like, how many muscle man pigs can I be seeing? How many sock puck, uh, puckets, puppets? I can't even talk. It's, it's got me all messed up. Jeez. Uh, I, I mean, it's just it's just like I'm a, on a hallucinating on, on a bad uh, pot dream. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, again, I don't think it's helped. It's made it worse, hasn't it, by them just sticking Bobby with Bray. I'm not saying the, match, the matches won't be good, but it's just... Like I said, it makes more sense for Brock versus Bobby because of what we've had leading up to it. So I, I don't know. Um, it might- nobody knows. I don't know that they even know with respect to WWE or, or these characters. I, I think they've got an idea. I, I'm not going to sound stupid, but it's just it seems a way, like you said, they're forcing everything. It's just like, what are we doing? Again, we, we and you have been very vocal since Triple H took over. Everything's been sort of, all the stories have been coherent. Things have made sense. Things have uh, been brought back that didn't weren't quite finished and ha- had new takes on them. You know, MVP interacting with Bobby Lashley and 
and all that kind of stuff. And we've talked about it over the over the many podcasts we've done together now. But this is out of left field. I don't know where it's come from, why they're doing it, and we are obviously based on it. We're both very perplexed on why we're seeing these matches advertised. Not to say again, they might be good matches, but they might surprise us. I but mean, why? You just what, never know. But why should we care about them? And at the moment, there's nothing for either one of us, like by the sounds of it, to care about either. And we, but we want everybody to do well. We want good stories. We want good matches because we're wrestling oh, fans. We, we but... want everybody to do well, but we want there to be logic, or we can make some sense, even <laughs> yeah. if it is crazy. Uh, but Triple H, yeah, we we got to start being critical of him. I mean, well, if we're gonna do do Vince McMahon and everybody else, Tony Khan. Yeah, we got to yeah. start being a little critical on Triple H as much as I, I respect him. Well, one, and he's great. Yeah, one and I, thing, I've been hopeful. I mean, but th- this kind of thing, it, it takes a team effort. It's not all on him, but because no, he's got a team. But you have to start looking in the mirror, and, and and some of the blame or some of the critique, not necessarily blame. You, you have to start directing it toward the the game. Well, the 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 rumor mill is spinning on the old webosphere, as I like to say. Um, Apparently, uh, Vince McMahon may have something to do with these, and that's what fans are saying. Whether that's true, oh. I have no idea. If Vince McMahon has something to do with it, then maybe that is, or maybe that's just an excuse so we don't blame Triple H. I don't know, but I'm sure we'll once things hit the uh, hit the webosphere a bit more, maybe we'll find out a bit more from more, uh, you know, more uh, legit. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a conspiracy. Sounds like yeah. uh, sounds like somebody's trying to write a movie or inside WWE. <laughs> it's like okay, Vince is back. Okay, yeah. we want Omos and Brock Lesnar. Not, don't give us Bobby Lashley or, or Lesnar again. Okay, Bray, this doesn't make any sense. Go over here and challenge Bobby. There you go. And Uncle Howdy, you just jump in there and you get Spinebuster to attack him and you start laughing for no reason. And, uh, yeah, it, it's all it all makes sense. Uh, somebody needs to write a book that, you know, on what not to do. Uh, but I don't <laughs> – seriously, I'm, I'm trying to be funny too. Yeah, to add, add some sincerity – I'm just perplexed. I don't know. I mean, could it be Vince interjecting some creative? I, Again, you know, I don't I've read know. that rumor too. But you can't always blame Vince. As much as I know he made mistakes, he still did a lot of great too, kind of like anybody else. So you got to start pointing the fingers at other people. I, and I think that's what we're going to have to start doing, even when Vince is at, not backstage. And we'll get into that, you know, on other shows. You, you got to start, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, placing the people. I, I don't want to say it fall because that's a little harsh, but if you're going to critique and have opinions, don't mean they're right or wrong. you got to start uh, going to the source, and it's not been Vince a lot of times. I mean, at least as far as, as we know this creative, but it could very well be from Triple H and his team. It does just because Vince happened to be there. That, that's a good headline. Oh, Vince is back, so this has to be what, how it's going. The only thing I will say I don't know. in its defense very quickly before we move on, is that there are we've got SmackDown this Friday, and um, with the rest of the ones leading up to Mania, we have seven episodes. So you know that's a, that's a SmackDown or Raw, a SmackDown or Raw, you know, and so on and so forth. So we have seven episodes of WWE mainstream TV to get through to progress both of these stories to try and make some sort of sense, and maybe we'll by the end of it, maybe by WrestleMania weekend, we might want to see them. Maybe by the end of WrestleMania weekend. Maybe we still won't want to see to see them, but we'll just have to see what they can do in the next couple of you know in the next seven episodes of TV to make us want to see these matches. Because at the moment, I'm kind of like, eh, that's about it, really. <laughs> and they're um, gonna have to do a lot, and I'm not saying it can't be done. It's not impossible, but no, buddy, they they need help. They need to get their 
they need to get their, their move on, don't they? If they want to make it to make people go, yes, I want to see that. Um, let's, or, let's, yeah, let's, or I'm, I'm going to go to sleep or, or have to get some popcorn <laughs> and a drink during the matches that you would think were their stars in the matches. I would never do that. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's coming out. You want to be watching it, don't you? Regardless of what's happening. But uh, yeah, um, unfortunately, you might be right there. Let's move on to Raw before Tyler <laughs> bursts a vein in his uh, neck or his head or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting very, uh, very mad. Come on. Um, let's let's do this. Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus uh, basically are challenging uh, Damage Control at WrestleMania in a six-woman tag team match. Now, I don't know if you heard my show last week. As much as I like Lita, she's a legend. The tag match was, uh, yes, they won the titles from Damage Control. Uh, Becky Lynch and Lita beating, obviously, Dakota and uh, Io. Why, though, if the end goal was to have a six-man tag team match at WrestleMania? Now, if we were going to see Trish versus Bailey one-on-one and, you know, Lita and Becky defend the titles at WrestleMania, that would make more sense to me. I don't see there was any... Again, I liked seeing it. The crowd responded well to it. It wasn't the most... (laughs) Um, polished match uh, in terms of, uh, you know, Lita's not been in the ring for a while. Um, it's been a while. It looked very, uh, there were moments where you can kind of see them telegraphing certain moves. I try not to pick on them that much because at the end of the day, they're still in the ring putting their bodies on the line, but it just didn't grab me. But I don't understand. My logic would be Becky Lynch and Lita defend the titles at Mania against Damage Control for their rematch and Trish Stratus we could have had a bit more of Trish Stratus and Bailey. Bailey maybe put poking fun at Trish. I know she said before in a past interaction, it only takes one moment for me not to be retired, which she said to Becky. Maybe we could have had a few more jabs from Be- uh, Bailey to Trish rather than Trish coming and saying, well, I'm coming out of retirement for a six-woman match at Rania. I just think there was a lot more there that could have been done. I mean, what do you think? Well, I, I feel like they rushed these segments. I think to your point, they're they're not allowing Bailey to get any kind of verbiage out, and even Trish. I mean, she's a Hall of Famer. You're not going to give her time. And and my thing too is, you know, as great as it is to see Lee and Trish and these Hall of Famers come back, it's cool. But but also, you kind of hurt your your younger talent. As much as we say, oh, they're getting the rub, they're getting established. To me, I don't know that Damage Control needed to lose the belts. Now they may win them back at WrestleMania. So maybe that's the logic. Uh, yeah, you know, Bailey, Trish, that that's enticing as a program, even Becky versus Trish. Yeah. I would like this. I would like to see either Trish Stratus or, or Lita turn heel, at least add some twists. Cause we're seeing rumors. There, there may be a lot of twists and turns with the women's division, maybe, uh, with even Shayna Baszler, Ronda yeah. Rousey getting involved in the mix, you know, cause I think the pitch was, Apparently or reportedly, we, it was supposed to be Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania. Who knows? That's all speculation. Yeah. But I think Dakota Kai and EO Sky, they just—they're such the future of this company, and and it's cool that they're getting this moment. I'm taking nothing away from Lita. I've got a lot of friends that are—they were so ecstatic, and and I got to admit, it was cool to see her. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, you know, I, tr- to see Trish Stratus, but you, you brought it up, Benny. It's just. This is starting to become too much of a trend when it's WrestleMania season. Yeah. Like Goldberg coming back and beating The Fiend. I know that wasn't WrestleMania, but... Yeah. You know. Yeah, and even though I was a, a big fan of Goldberg back in WCW and I was happy to see him come back and appear, that doesn't mean he needed to beat The Fiend. Yeah. 
So, no, I think we're both on the same page with that. I mean, you know, this may change again. Like I said, we have seven episodes uh, until um, Mania of, uh, you know, regular WWE, you know, Raw and SmackDowns. So, again, maybe. Um, but, you know, I have. Not, I mean, it's a good way to get Trish on the card. I get that. But why did Damage Control? I just still feel, if I, again, we're fantasy booking here, but my logic was... Let's do Becky Lita versus you know EO in uh, Dakota, and then have Trish versus Bailey. A bit more of a nut. Yeah, Trish. What they could have done. Seven episodes left, Tyler. Trish comes back, helps uh, Lita, you know, in Becky by making sure Bailey doesn't get involved, and then great. Next week, Bailey comes out and has a problem with the fact that Trish Stratus put her put her hands on her, you know, and you're nothing. You you know you don't wrestle anymore. You don't even work here. And basically build it up. Maybe you've got two weeks left. Then Trish finally gets to the point where maybe Bailey visits Trish's hometown or something. You, there's so many ways. We've seen it before. It could be done so much better. This is just rushed. And again, we have seven episodes. Maybe it's availability on Trish and Lita. But it may be. It could have been done a lot better than what it has been done. You know what would be needed? Of course, this would probably be kind of overbooking it. But. Uh, go back to the, you know, since we're going to fantasy book, you know, think about if Trish could be that kind of secretive heel, but you know, she's acting like a baby face. Yeah. Yeah. What if, you know, uh, a swerve you know what yeah. if she, what if she comes back and she uh, tells Bailey, listen, you're, you're making the matches for damage control. They're getting tired of, and as great as you are, Bailey, and I even see you in the hall of fame. They've been uh, communicating with me while I've been away. Yeah. And uh, Lita, I know Lita better than anybody. And you may know Becky Lynch, but I also got to know a lot about the women's division. I spent some time also with NXT and these ladies. And I told them, if they ever needed a favor, I will be back. You know and what? guess what? If that You're happened. not you're not the leader of the damage control anymore. They have vetoed you out. We have voted. And yeah. now I'm the leader and I'm going to challenge. I want them to challenge Lita and Becky Lynch for the tag team titles. And I'm also going to face you at a, in a match at WrestleMania. And if you can beat me, I may think about letting you back into the group, but if you don't and I win, then you're out, but we are going to have our match. But it's not going to be over control for damage control. But control part of me, that's already been decided. Ask Eos guy and Dakota Kai and Bailey, ask them, are you guys, is this real? And they start questioning her, or excuse me, it's the two ladies that question Bailey. And they, they admit, yes, we have been talking with Trish. I mean, even a swerve like that would be interesting. I, I don't know. Maybe having, I'm having coming one out of, of the, right field. I yeah. think if, if you're going to do the swerve and have – one of those legends be a heel. It has to be Trish. I know Lita was good as yeah. uh, good as a heel, but Trish was like another level when she was a heel, if I remember rightly. So that's a good shout, she, man. She was. No, I, I mean I was just trying because it, it's it's fun to kind of hypothesize, and, and you brought up a great one too. I just I was trying to think of how could you still get the Bailey Trish match, but you could kind of make it a swerve where hey. Hey, it's good to see you, Lita. But by the way, I'm not joining you and Becky. I'm actually over here with these girls. If you want the uh, so, if you want the full effect of it, or you want it, you want it to happen in the six woman match, and then have have Trish turn on um, maybe on them. Uh, yeah, it, it, again, that would be more interesting to me. But uh, again, 
what actually happened and what's happening. You know, that could still happen. So that's a, that's a bloody great shout. But, um, you know, the way they made Trish come out of retirement, I mean, it could we, just we, been so We never, never know. Because like you say, there's yeah. still time. I mean, who, you know, and there's been the rumors. So I'm, I'm kind of also using those. Not that they're always gospel, but you never can Of course, can they're tell. just rumors. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes rumors have a, a smidgen of uh, a grain of uh, sugar to make it true. So you never know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the analogy, grain of sugar, and also knowing WWE, it, I would appreciate them swerving us, going, well, oh, you thought we were going this way. Fooled you. Well, the, you the swerve, I think, I think I mentioned it, the swerve I think might happen will be uh, with uh, with Cody and all that in Roman. Um, maybe this uh, final test with Sammy is actually happening right now. And yes, we can still have Sammy and KO team up against the Usos, but conveniently, the Usos win the tag titles. And retain, sorry, at Mania. And then in the main event, we have Sam KO gets involved, Sammy gets involved because the Usos got involved. Um, and then actually, it turns out Sami Zayn has been in the pocket of the bloodline all along. And actually, this was his test for help Roman to get, you know, to put in bed Sammy to sort of keep these other people away from him to a degree, even though they've had matches and stuff. And that matchup, you know, may, I just feel like there's a swerve yeah. coming, you know. Um, now, whether that is that, or maybe we're all hearing that The Rock isn't going to be at Mania, and that seems, you know, almost like concrete at this point, but maybe Rock does come out at Mania after the match. I have no idea. Um, again, I feel I feel there's a lot more to the Bloodline story than we're letting on, or they're letting on, obviously. And I tell you what, every week I want to watch it, and I want to watch SmackDown tomorrow and see what happens with Jay and Jimmy, what happened on Raw, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um yeah, it, it makes you want to tune in. Uh, Absolutely, Just like yeah. you, you're saying, a- after mentioning there, Benny, and I'm with you, I think this has been easily one of the greater storylines. It's not just a WWE bias. I, I want to make sure people realize it. I mean, a lot of wrestling's had great storylines and great storytelling, as a matter of fact, but they have done this so well, and, and to think they're not even done, and it, it's came this far, uh, it's been just unreal. So I, I'm with you. I'm with, I think, a lot of people. I, I can't wait to see what's I mean, over the horizon, yeah. so to speak. I mean, if they are still going to do this brand stuff and have a brand extension, because obviously both shows are on separate networks, um, you know, have your Money in the Bank ladder match, one for the Undisputed title, uh, one for the un- Universal, sorry, and one for the WWE title, then, you know, there could be a bad night coming for Roman if he's still champion, where, you know, one cashes in, after a big match, and then another one cashes in, so Roman could leave one event with neither title. Do you know what I mean? So if they could, yeah, with, with none of the belts, so that could happen. You know, that is a but that is a way of splitting those belts up. Or for somebody cashes in for the WWE Championship and wins it, then the the guy who tries to cash in for the Universal right after Roman manages with the help of the Bloodline manages to keep hold of the Universal. Maybe so Roman leaves with one, but doesn't leave with the other. Who knows? Again, there's a lot of story to be told. There's a lot of scenarios. (laughs) Of course there is. Um, At the moment, as much as I want to... That's why we love it. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, I'd love to see Cody beat him. Don't get me wrong. For The storyline that's going with this, the real-life aspect of it as well with Dusty. Um, But, you know, we'll see what happens. And I can't wait. You know, for the first time... I always enjoy WrestleMania, don't get me wrong. But that match, I cannot wait for. I'm literally like, come on. Hurry up! I want to see this, and that hasn't yeah, happened to me building. for years. So, no, I, I'm with you. I think a lot of us want to see that match, and I, and I would be happy for Cody to win the match. But hey, as long as I've been a co-host or been a guest on your your program, I've always said this: 
I, I think Cody probably will win one of the titles, if not both of them. Uh, and I like what you pointed out with your fantasy booking, Benny. However, I, I'm still under the impression, just for me, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Roman still win. Yeah, I feel like we're all expecting Cody to win. And that's not to say he can't or shouldn't. But, you know, we're almost conditioned to, even though it's, what, a 75%, 80% chance of the person who actually wins the Rumble winning the title in the men's division, just because we've seen it happen so many times, the person who wins the Rumble then goes on to win the title, doesn't mean it will happen. Because, you know, there has been a few occasions where it hasn't. So I don't know. Again, we'll we'll get we'll get there when we get there. But um, let's uh, let's crack on. Um, oh, we will. I want to mention Chad Gable again. I think that dude's really good in the ring. He defeated Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's not having a very good few weeks as it's yeah, going. Yeah, Baron Corbin's had a rough uh, patch, and, and that's putting it uh, mildly. Lightly, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, Chad Chad Gable's a machine. We talked about it with the way he suplexes you. He's an Olympian. We, we could go on and on about the accolades of Chad Gable, but he also can do the comedic roles. I think I'm just as impressed. As much as I, I want to see a more vicious Chad Gable, I think he does that in the ring. Uh, I think what they're doing with the maximum male models has been hilarious with uh, well, Otis, Otis, and the maximum and, you know, male models. get distracted. Yeah, um, I'm actually, you know, I wasn't a fan on SmackDown. And I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a fan now, but I'm. The stuff they're doing now is a lot better than what they were doing when they were on SmackDown. And I'm starting to. I still don't like them. Their heels. I'm not supposed to. But this OT stuff and the stuff they're doing with, um, you know, Alpha Academy is re- is actually quite good. It's quite entertaining, as you said. Now, in terms of Chad Gable being more aggressive, I don't know if you heard the show, but I did see a rumor. Apparently, the, and you can see possibly this happening now because of what's happening with Maximum Male Models and stuff, but. Apparently, they are looking to book Chad Gable uh, as a singles person. So this division could happen between Otis and Chad, you know, maybe in the next month or so. You know, so maybe we'll have an individual Chad Gable. Now, I've already sort of, you know, put my guess in that if they do split, I feel that Otis would be the, the face and Chad would be the heel, even though it looks like Otis... Maybe maybe Chad gets to the point where he says, "Look, you got to stop looking at this Maxine Dupree," and you can't blame him. But <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't blame him. But you know, maybe Chad goes too far and maybe slaps Otis, and maybe Otis snaps, maybe, and then that will give. That, that could be. So I mean, again, this, again, this is all rumors and what I've read. But you know, the way what's actually happening on TV between Otis and Maxine Dupree and you know, the models and all that. And Chad, eventually Chad's going to be like, look, Otis, you need to actually listen to me. Um, and I feel that we are going to have maybe a few between those two. Again, again, based on that rumor I read and what's happening on TV, I can see that happening. Yeah, me as well. You, you never know what kind of twists and turns uh, the creative's going to go. Chad Gable, to me, yeah, Otis can be a heel, but I think Chad Gable's more convincing. So I, I, I agree with you. I think he would fit a villainous role better and yeah. uh, we wanted the volume turned up maybe otis still gets the volume turned up it's just maybe a little bit more comedy where it's going to be chad doing more of the serious stuff uh but i, I think it's due I, I think i've said it about the street profits uh some of these teams have had enjoyed long runs even some of the experimental teams such as alpha academy have still enjoyed a fair amount of success not comparing it to the street profits uh but Chad Gable's due for a run. I'd like to see him uh, challenge for a title or just be in, 
in a meaningful program. I mean, you don't always have to be in a long-standing feud. I mean, that's why we got Corbin against Gable. Uh, but yeah, Baron Corbin, I pretty much gave up on him. I think they have. Uh, now maybe he's with the maximum male models. Maybe this, you know, they kind of tease well, if, but he didn't win. So that was the yeah. kind of the gist of that. So forget, forget I even went there. Uh, yeah, but Chad Gable, I, I think it's his time. Uh, he, he, he's, the he's getting I, elevated. The, yeah. the guy can work, man. The Hell guy yeah. is just a Hell machine. Yeah. He is like a little Kurt Angle. Even Kurt Angle said that. He's like a <laughs> miniature version of, of me. I, I never mean. thought of it like that. A little Kurt Angle. Yeah. He's kind of a mini, <laughs> mini Kurt Angle. Um, you know, I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I want to see a, a, a more of a, an aggressive streak in it and I can see it happening in a sense of, you know, again, like I said, what's happening on TV. And again, they could have rushed that, but they're not. So this is what I don't understand with the stuff we talked about earlier with Brock and Omos and, you know, Lashley and Bray. We've got other things panning out on TV week by week that are starting to make sense and little Easter eggs in the background and stuff like that, like stuff like Nikki Cross. Um, so I don't understand this. So maybe this has been an order from the top to have those four men compete in these respective matches. I don't know. Again, seven episodes of TV to go. Maybe it will make sense by the time we get there. Um, yeah, hopefully. And it's probably just a built time because you do have to have so many matches for TV, just like house show loops. I'm sure it has a lot to do with it. I mean, that's a great observation. Who knows? That may be why we see so much of Corbin with somebody else, so much of Gable. Because they have to work underneath, but eventually you like to see the underneath guys get elevated because they have to work up to a certain uh, point. And Chad Gable, to me, is is long overdue. And I, I think he's he's been adamant in interviews too, Benny. I don't know if you've called it where he said nothing against Vince McMahon, but with Triple H, this new regime, he has felt more confident that he will well, eventually go. be able to pass some of these uh, stumbling blocks creatively and you know, as far as matches. I mean, he's definitely the guy they go to. It's normally him or Ziggler, but even over Ziggler now, I, I hate to say it for Dolph. I mean, Chad is the guy. Yeah, well, um, I was going to say, uh, you know, very quickly, we'll move on to the matches very quickly because it was only a short match, but Nikki Cross uh, got defeated by Piper Niven very quickly, uh, the Loch Ness Slam in a very short match. Now, Nikki Cross saying very quickly, she says, I have no friends, and she's been following Candice LeRae around a bit. Again, we've not had really much influence or uh, not influence sorry uh, much info on that sorry uh, yet but when she said I have no friends left it got my brain working maybe sanity will make an appearance maybe we, you know but I don't know that was just my hopefulness I think because I think sanity didn't get a fair shake and um, didn't have much going on <laughs> unfortunately um, but in terms of Dolph Ziggler Omos had a match defeated Dolph Ziggler fairly quickly with that choke bomb which looks impressive don't get me wrong um, but oh, it does. It, it's an impressive move. But how? I was just thinking when you were talking about uh, Baron Corbin, maybe we see Baron Corbin and Dolph do something. That be that could be quite interesting. I don't know because they're both somewhat on TV maybe. still, but they're not exactly having good runs at the moment in terms of wins and losses. So I don't know, um, and I, I don't really understand the oh. Um, Mustafa Ali. Thank you, Mustafa Ali. That that's still kind yeah, of the, going the whole, on in the background. The whole coach of positivity, because uh, apparently he's learned from his transgressions from Dolph, and now this is his way of cheering him on by seeing him get beat by Omos and going, "Oh, hey, you did a great job! Yeah, yeah, rah rah!" Yeah, I, yeah, I don't get yeah, that either. So, that that that's terrible. Uh, yeah. And Mustafa Ali's very innovative. Talented he's, guy. He's, he's amazing. Again, we're, we're not knocking on people. It's just it's these characters and. 
you know, you've brought out a wild side of me. I, I need to bring out, a, you know, <laughs> I, I should have a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I, I've turned into something here and talking about involving <laughs> characters. But when you said Popper Niven, she's got that's it's called the Lot Ness. I was going to say, has she found the Lot Ness monster yet? No, no, I still Ness Lama, she calls no, it. So, yeah, there you go. No, that, that was terrible, but I wanted to say it anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Popper Niven, hey, I just wanted to go back to her. Uh, uh, this is the way you book her, though. She's dominant. I mean, I, I know Nikki is so talented, but sometimes even the ones that are over, like Nikki, have to be squashed sometimes. And because you want to show, you want to reestablish Piper Nibbins. So I, I think that was that was a good deal having her uh, go over Nikki. And the sanity thing is intriguing. And this whole Candace LeRae stick. Uh, Maybe does Nikki Cross join Gargano and, and LeRae, or maybe she sets uh, them up for maybe to be targets of sanity, like you said, if they, maybe, if maybe. they bring them back. It's just the way she said, I uh, have no friends left, you know, and obviously she survived the call of the sanity people and um, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. So, you know, I, you know if, if that's what she's referring to, I took it as a, the way she said it and the way she's dressed at the moment is very reminiscent of the sanity days to a degree. So, that's how I looked at it, but again, I could be completely wrong. But then imagine at WrestleMania we have that uh, sanity and that helicopter and that music kick in. It'd be it'd be amazing to see. It'd be uh, awesome to, to see them all out there. And and Nikki Cross, let me just commend her on her character work, the gimmicks, having to go from the superhero back to the character which we all enjoy. Nothing against the ASH deal. But we all know this is the Nikki everybody came to love from NXT and then and then seeing her be kind of psychotic and tease. But she's teasing different personalities. Yeah. But but see, it's funny. People go, well, you're not done brave for doing the same thing. Yeah, but this is kind of you can kind of see more reality based. And I think even though wrestling has its fictional stuff, because it is, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sound crazy here, but Nikki Cross just does such a great job. I, I have not gave her enough credit lately. But when you really watch her mannerisms, her promo work, backstage, like you're saying, even if she's just backstage, not even in a promo, it's just you're captivated. Your eyes follow her. So but at least, she is such a she's a special talent. Yeah, yeah. but at least with Nikki Cross's uh, breakdown, whatever you want to call it, the character that she is again now or a variant of it. She's saying, I've got no friends left. Now you look at the last couple of years, she's had tag team partners that have turned on her. She, you know, so and people leave her and people turn on her and people walk away because they don't win. So her wanting to have a friend makes sense. And this, this sort of breakdown from this Nikki ASH, almost superhero thing that she was doing, this breakdown to where she is now makes sense because she's been shunned by a lot of people uh, for former tag yeah, team. Yeah, they've they not so, accepted her. So, yeah, so it makes more sense in terms of her character development that, that is why she's reverted to the way or a version of what she was before. So at least it makes sense. <laughs> at least it yeah, does it to does. me. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It makes sense. Uh, well, well, one could imagine. We, we got to make sense. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, you do. But yeah, Nikki Cross, it, she makes you feel empathy for her. Like, like you said, nobody accepts her. She's walking around like a, a puppy, a lost puppy with her yeah, tail. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, but in a good way, that's a compliment. Everybody's going to think, well, what's he doing? Making fun of her, saying a joke? No, not at all. It's just, I'm just drawing the parallels. She needs a friend, like you're saying. That's why she's going to Candace LeRae. She's trying to find help because she's kind of been a loner. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it, it makes you wonder what they're going to be setting up. I mean, yeah, it's just all kind of uh, intriguing. So, you know, that's that's why we're kind of doing some fantasy booking, or not necessarily fantasy booking, as we're just kind of trying to draw in the narratives. A lot of it makes sense if it went that way. So, you know, again, um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, Bobby Lashley delivered a message to Bray Wyatt, uh, calling Wyatt out for sending Uncle Howdy to attack him, asking him... Uh, you know, uh, why can't you face me like a man? Basically, that was basically it. Um, yeah, there was some new stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. They're trying to progress it, but at the uh, moment, again, nobody knows. Yeah, I don't think WWE know. That's what it feels like at the moment. Um, <laughs> and again, we've been quite critical on the women's division, but Bianca Belair versus Carmella was a really good match. Carmella teaming or being in the corner, uh, having uh, Chelsea Green in the corner is a is a. Do you know what? Do it. That's a great heel team. Uh, Ch- uh, Chelsea Green and Carmella together, I think, is a bloody great idea. Um, and I can't wait to see if they yeah. do more with them. If you think about it, Benny, uh, yeah, they'd make a great pairing because uh, both their characters are similar. Even though Carmella's not doing the Karen thing like Chelsea, both of them, you know, not only are attractive, but they, they've got kind of that high-class mentality. Like, they're, they're better than everybody else. So why not flaunt that and and you know they they've got similar personalities, so I, I like that they're they're doing it, or at least teasing us. I, I think that should be a, a good tandem. Uh, I mean, Oscar is looking good with this this whole sort of fresh coat of paint, is what you say as well. She came out, uh-huh. um, did yeah. the, did the mist, but Carmella kind of ducked out of the way and allowing Green to uh, take the full effect of the blue mist. Um, it, it was perfect. Uh, yeah, Carmella's just saying, "Hey, you want a team with me? You're going to have to take some mist." Do you know what? If they do unify the women's tag, uh, the, sorry, the unify the women's uh, you know bouts together to do one you know world champion of of all these you know things like we talked about earlier. If we if it ends up being Oscar versus Rhea Ripley, I'm happy with that. Oscar versus Charlotte, not so much, but I get it would still be a good match. But at the moment, I think the top two, no, not disrespect to Bianca or Charlotte, but the top two women at the moment, that those those women I've mentioned, Bianca, Charlotte. Rhea and Oscar, I think, are the top four at the moment in WWE Women's Division. And that's not taking anything away against any other the talents. Liv Morgan, especially. If you want to do top five, Liv Morgan's in there as well. Um, so Those stand out. Definitely, 100%. And that's not taking anything away from anybody else. But uh, those are... And I actually feel like Oscar... Uh, sorry, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte match. I feel like even though Charlotte, Charlotte, She's a multi-time, you know, women's champion. She's the queen and all that. But I feel like the way I feel about that rivalry at the moment, I feel like Charlotte's the underdog to Rhea, even though she's the champion. Weirdly, because Rhea's got so much of the momentum in Absolutely, her favor, yeah. where Charlotte, Charlotte's already had it. Like you said, she's got all the accolades. Rhea's got the accomplishments being NXT uh, women's champion, but now to you know, win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, she did win the Raw Women's title, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Because so now she just needs to win the SmackDown Women's Absolutely, Championship. Yeah. So, I, you know, Rhea has just been a juggernaut, I mean, of just popularity. I mean, people knew she was going to be a star since they discovered her in Australia. And then coming over here to North America, she is just her career on this stage. No offense to, to her native land, but it just has. It, it has taken off. And, and you can see why the work ethic, the, the time she spends in the gym, 
just her look is unique. And I mean, she's an attractive lady, but she's added this darker dimension. I mean, she's evolved. It's, it's uh, really fascinating because I, I think the thing is, everybody's like, well, we kind of liked her back when she had long blonde hair. But if you remember back when she first encountered Charlotte, she was saying, well, everybody was comparing me to Charlotte. Yeah. So I wanted to be different. So that made sense. That had some reality base to it. So and and she's believable because she's legit. She's powerful. She could beat beat you up. She could beat up a lot of the men. So that that's why you can buy her as a threat. And Charlotte too. So that's why that match. And they had history. And I'm with you. She belongs up there with the Biancas, with the Charlottes, with the Becky Lynches, and whoever else. And the Oscars. I think Oscar has won me over a lot because I, I like the Japanese talent, but seeing them in WWE has often been misrepresented, you know, misrepresented is what I was saying. And, uh, Oscar, I do like the, uh, the new, uh, version of her kind of, you know, still the same, but the darker Oscar. And I, I, I will say Carmella deserves uh, a lot of credit because I said this before she even returned. She had improved. I mean, not saying I, I would know how to wrestle. She's definitely athletic, but her in-ring had got a lot better. Yeah. So let's let's give a lot of props to Carmella. I meant to add Carmella to that list of women I put a minute ago. So, yeah, I mean, again, there's been, you know, I, I, her, and, uh, her and Chelsea Green together, I think, would be amazing. But the matches she's put on Carmella, I'm on about since she's been back, has been really good, better than really good. So um, I'm excited to see what Yeah, they've, been, go they've been they've been solid, and it, you don't find yourself. Uh, this is going to sound terrible, Benny, but I don't find myself having to look at something else because it's like it's not that they're not pretty, but I'm talking like in ring talent. Yeah. And Carmella, you know, her matches have delivered in in that sense. I'm focused. I'm keen on what's going on. Also, I think it's helped. To, obviously, I know she has some personal stuff going on, but it's also helped that she hasn't been around for for a while. So we've had time to to miss her. To miss her. So, and I think sometimes that does help. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we'll talk about the main event in a moment. Obviously, we got the whole um, uh, the uh, Kevin Owens actually started the show with Solus Co, which I didn't mention, but. You know that was a good uh, that was a good match until Jimmy got involved and then um, Sammy tries to tries to help to KO up, but KO's having none of it, which I like because I'm glad that KO hasn't gone. I forgive you for all the stuff you did to me while you were with the bloodline. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's nobody's going to say, "Oh yeah, you you low blow me, then you haluva kick me, you betrayed me." I, I tried to offer my help. I sure I may have deserved it, but most people are going to have that general reaction, even in real life. No, I'm. I'm I don't. I don't want your help. I'm good. So that yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, I, that was um, that was a good match between Solo and Ko. To be fair, and then obviously Jimmy gets involved, and then Zayn comes out and uh, helps uh, Ko. Um, Sammy gets a chair, almost hits Solo, almost hits Jimmy, but they both get away. And then, like I said, Sammy offers his hand to a Ko, which Ko rolls out the ring and says, "No thanks, goodbye." And they have do they do have a uh, a conversation backstage. And Ko basically says what I've just said is, but look, you know, I'm not going to help you. I'm going to still try and take down the bloodline. Well, I'm not going to help you. I don't want to be a, basically. I don't want to be around you. Um, d- yeah, when he said I'm done with you, I-, I meant it. I'm done with you. Obviously, way we think it's going to go, eventually that's going to come to them two teaming up to essentially take on the Usos. Again, we'll see what happens. That is the general consensus, though, and you know it makes sense. Um, uh, to be fair. Something that um, we'll move on quickly. 
just uh, time is getting away from us here, Tyler. Uh, but um, okay, Logan Paul um, makes his appearance on Raw. I played the clip at the beginning of last week's show. I love that segment last week with Seth and Miz and the phone call and bye bye bitch. Uh, it was it was all weirdly. I didn't think I, although I did mention it, but I I'm actually quite excited to see Seth versus Logan, which I never thought I would say. Um, because of what Logan Paul's managed to do since he's been with WWE, not because not not as the person I don't like him, but as a, the wrestler, he's done pretty well. And also, Seth Rollins can pretty much put on a ten star match with anybody. I think so. In theory, should be a hell of a match. It should be a great match. I, I think it'll over deliver. Uh, you said it. What Logan Paul's been able to, you know, with his managing and. He doesn't have to be there every week. He doesn't need to be there every week or every month. The guy, when it's WrestleMania or some big event, uh, that's the guy you want to phone. It's Logan Paul. Because we we've, we talked about it at a nauseum about certain celebrities. When they, they respect the business, they take the time, they, they try to learn the craft, it pays off and it shows. And people may want to still boo them, but they can respect and appreciate and cheer on the effort even in secret. And, th- and that's a prime example, illustration, however, what we have with Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. You're, you're so correct. You're not going to get a bad match out of – he's the architect for a reason. I mean, the, the guy's done it all, even outside WWE, but especially what he's been able to accomplish his time within that, that system. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that match. And I, I do like the little nuances, you know, insulting each other with a phone and then – I mean, what do you think of this whole segment? The Miz is getting involved because he was the reason, you know, Logan Paul did get in, you know, at least in the storylines with WWE. So it's interesting that he's getting involved a little bit, but we're still getting Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is probably echoing a lot of the words that so many that are critical of the Paul brothers and Logan Paul himself saying, you don't belong here. So why not just tie that into the angle? So I'm enjoying that part of it. Yeah, I am as well, and I will say, I've already said. I think I said it on last week's show, but this potentially like could be one of the matches of whatever night it's on. And do you know what? If it is that good, I could almost see probably not, but I could almost see a, a Logan Paul Seth Rollins handshake to go. That was good shit, you know. <laughs> that was a good match. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sportsmanship after, after Yeah, yeah, that. so that could change the focus a little bit on Logan if he has a killer match with Seth Rollins to the point where... Because he had a great match against Roman in Saudi, to be fair. Oh, he did. Um, yeah, so, him and Roman had a great match, and, and we talked about him Him and Miz had a great match at SummerSlam. Of course, time. yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't really get the whole Miz... Maybe that's how you get him involved, but Miz being the host of WrestleMania, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, but just <laughs> getting plugged in, I guess, because he didn't yeah. have a match. So we're like, Miz, oh yeah, you can host. Which, you know, people love to hate him, so maybe somebody will come out, maybe a Stone Cold will come out and stun him because he, he sucks or something. And that's your... And he'll get the big reaction. And that's your reaction. you'll hear the glass shatter. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, again, I'm pre-booking this, but, you know, I'm, yeah, something's going to happen to Miz, isn't it, I feel? Um, or I feel like he, he's going to... It's not going to be a good, good night for him at the office. He wants it to be, he almost wants it to be like, you know, because the Miz's character, that uh, that actor who's like a C actor that thinks he's an A-plus actor, <laughs> you know. He just deserves a beating. Yeah, basically, yeah. And I like the Miz, to be fair. I've been a fan of the Miz for a while, oh. so 
I loved it when he was WWE champion the first time and everybody hated it. I love the fact that people hated it. <laughs> so that's just my... I've grown to respect his work ethic because I've heard the time he takes to learn his verbiage and the scripts. You can say what you want to about how it's scripted. Uh, man, Miz puts in a lot of the character work. And, and I mean, he's he's proved to be a talented guy. Like you say, he was a champion. He was He's won money in the bank. He, he's accomplished a lot and he's been so successful. So whether you you like the man or not, you grow not to like his character and that's been effective. So I have actually been one of those guys that has grown to appreciate him later. And, uh, so I get what, what all the fuss is when you're talking about the miss. Yeah. Um, but even if say for argument's sake, Miz is reading a script or memorizing a script, or I think he might be at the point where you're right. Miz, I need you to hit, I need you to hit point A, B, C and D. He goes, okay, cool. Sure. But even if he is reading the script, I can't tell that he's reading it. Whereas some wrestlers come out, male and female, then they don't, you, you can kind of tell that it's, they're trying to remember their lines. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's, you, you can tell it's not natural where Miz, he can memorize all these things. No, you're right. I mean, I'm just saying he, he takes that much time and dedication absolutely, yeah. and it shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no. The, do you know what? I'm looking forward to left. Uh, let's try that again. Logan Paul and Seth. I think it's going to be interesting in the next couple of weeks of what they say to each yeah, other. Yeah, me, me as well. Um, and I, you know, regardless of what happens, I think now I want to see this match. And obviously, this, the the stunt. I know we've seen it before from Ricochet, but Logan Paul doing that stunt at Rumble with a midair collision. Wow. Uh, again, so I don't like necessarily like the guy, but like what he can do in the ring so far. I can't help but be impressed as much as it it pains me in my little toe to say that, but it's, it's just a, it, yeah, yeah. And as much as you're in agony to have to actually confess that Logan Paul is actually a good wrestler. It's so. pretty good. Yeah. He can follow instructions. Definitely. Uh, and again, I think hopefully if he carries on the way he's going, he's a natural heel because people hate him for what he's done, does he's a YouTuber, blah, 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 whatever. He's a natural heel. But you know, again, I think one of my favorite matches, and this is get to the point, but one of my favorite matches at WrestleMania, I think of all, one of the, I can't, I'm not going to say it's my favorite match of all time, but one of my favorite matches ever is um, Shawn Michaels and uh, Chris Jericho, WrestleMania 19. Bloody great match. Uh, it's, it's Yeah, it's just a fantastic match. And I feel like we could see, not necessarily, I'm not saying, you know, move for move, but we could see a similar type of match i believe from logan and seth i mean i'll be disappointed if it isn't now because again as i already said seth can put on damn good matches and i feel with you know again if seth is the uh is the veteran which he is with logan paul aka the rookie he can lead the match and uh it should be good um as far as who wins, we'll get into that on the week of Mania. But um, at the moment, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, n- nobody can predict it uh, right now. Even before Mania, it's going to be difficult. But I concur. I think it's going to be a, a, a show stiller. I mean, you got Seth Rollins. That's all you need. And, and Logan Paul, you just said, he could follow enough instructions and he can get the heat. And uh, Seth is with psychology and his moveset and the way he can lay out and execute a story in ring is uh, second to none, so I, I think it's going to be a barn burner. I hope so. Uh, now that I've picked it up, um, just before we get to the main event, uh, Johnny Gargano actually defeated Finn Balor this week, uh, thanks to the uh, "You Think You Know Me" music coming on and Edge getting involved. And um, 
Edge has uh, called out Finn to face him in the ring one-on-one next week. Um, and basically said, you know, he did spear Balor and said that this isn't over. But what I can tell, I think we've already said this before, Tyler, even beforehand, that we were under the impression that Edge and Finn one more time at Mania this year. And it looks like that is mm-hmm. what's going to happen. So, I mean, in terms of what type of match, I have no idea yet. I, I, have, I have no earthly idea. I think it is uh, fitting just to know how the storyline, and I, I would think the storyline's got to finally have a close. I mean, this has got to be it with Finn and, and Edge. I mean, it could continue. I, I'm just thinking, could this be uh, another chapter written between the Radar Superstar and Finn Balor and the whole Judgment Day ordeal uh, and Beth Phoenix? Because Beth has got her uh, just do Now, Beth and Rhea would still be a great singles match. I think so, yeah. Uh, that's an. So it may not be completely through, but I, I think this is going to help it get finished, uh, like all the uh, the parts of the story. So I, I think it's going to be a, a great match. I mean, Edge can still go, obviously, duh. And then you got Finn Balor, one of the greats like a Seth Rollins or AJ Styles that has been heralded as one of the top stars internationally, not just in WWE, but everywhere. Yeah, 100%. Um, before we get to the main event, one last thing I want to talk about um... – what did you think of John Cena and the Austin Theory <laughs> confrontation before I say what I say? I thought it was it was great. Probably one of the better John Cena promos since he's came back, even when he came back the last year around this time. Uh, you know, Austin Theory's talented. I, I felt kind of bad for him because, man, Cena, this was, this was Cena in his A game. This was his wheelhouse. It it was in Boston, his home area. It didn't matter where they were. Cena just was calling him out. The, the whole line about, well, at least my matches don't get what the, the crowd noise popped in. was Wow, that, that was quite a line. And then, you know, just to see John Cena get emotional, you know, embracing Cody. And Austin Theory, you don't want to bury the guy, but at the same time, you, he's got to be put in his place. And I like that, hey, the match wasn't that simple. Uh, that John Cena asked the people, and he's like, hey, that's a no at first, but, you know, you brought the people into it. So that was a nice touch. And to me, uh, Austin Theory said his piece, but John Cena was on fire. I mean, even when Theory came back with the bald spot, I think that's maybe when he talked about the crowd noise and some other things. And and when he was uh, questioning his manhood and actually was – and said, hey, it looks like you're messing something. I'm, I'm kind of just paraphrasing all this because I watch it, folks, but I can't remember it all. It was, uh, and uh, boy, I got excited there, a little different pitch in my voice because I, I was excited. <laughs> it was a great segment. It was just, uh, it did what it needed to do. Now, people could question whether it did bury theory. It, it may have, but I got to tell you, this was Cena back kind of during the r- ruthless aggression. Well, past that, where he was getting mature in his career, concerning promos i thought this was just uh just a master class i mean i get where you're coming from i think the uh again it was in his hometown maybe it's uh let's john cena like let's do it in john cena you know we got like i said we have seven episodes of uh, overall tv um but um yeah, I feel like the the, the the why draw attention to the the crowd i know they did it and i know they did it especially in the thunderdome era but um why bring the noise down? I don't think I think that's wrong because um, telling him he's not ready was a bit like well, my my biggest gripe with it actually is um, <laughs> is that 
Theory should have said something back or done something, or at least attempted to, to stand there and just take this uh, beating verbally from Cena felt a little bit too much. Maybe Cena got excited and went off a bit more than a rant than he should have. I don't know. Um, he was pumped up. He was definitely, and this is home, you know, home state or whatever. But um, by say the thing, the biggest thing was by saying, "If you beat me, you lose. If I beat you, you lose." Doesn't make any sense. Now the verbal verbiage that was used for me, and I'm going to put it in now, and this isn't going to change, I don't think. But and this is unprecedented for this show. I'm actually going to put a, a prediction in now. Re- theory, not the next night on Raw. Theory needs to beat Cena at WrestleMania. 100% needs to beat Cena now. After that SmackDown, as you've pointed out, on Raw, no pun intended, the SmackDown bit, um, Theory needs to beat Cena at WrestleMania now to keep himself uh, established because he's always had, he's had that bullshit with the money in the bank not long ago. He mm-hmm. rebuilt himself back up. You know, don't, you know, go fickle yourself. That's where that started. Um so, for me, Theory needs to beat Cena now. It doesn't have to be clean, but he needs to beat Cena at WrestleMania. Not lose the title and then Cena lose it the next night on Raw. He needs to beat Cena. And also, next week, he should have done it this week, but next week he needs to come out on that mic and absolutely destroy Cena. Like- destroy Cena. Almost like a rock Cena, you know, rivalry that we had a few years ago more than a few years ago now you know that year long of back and forth between Cena and Rock um, but, it was great but I just feel uh, like no, they went I'm a bit too they, I think I just think they went a bit too heavy and it made theory maybe it's because it's theory said Cena was his hero so maybe he was stunned verbally because oh my god this is my hero and he doesn't like me Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they could go with that. But for me, <laughs> Theory needs to beat Cena now. And I think Theory should beat Cena at WrestleMania. And I, that that will not change. So we've got one prediction in way in before <laughs> Mania your, week, your prediction. But... Well, I can see where you, you're going with it, with having the prediction, because I think with Cena coming back, he, he did the same thing just on a different level with Roman Reigns back at SummerSlam of 2021. He he did that. He came back to let Roman get the win over him. So I think this, this he had to verbally abuse him a little bit and why Theory, you know, I get why he, had to, he was there stunned because he did emulate a lot of the mannerisms of Cena. What, what was it, the sign that Cena pointed at that you're nothing but a John Cena wannabe, wannabe or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, kind of Predicating on on that whole belief that you know theory Cena was the reason for part of me theory getting into the business. Uh, I think this you can tell that that theory is the one of the guys because to to me for Cena to do this much on the mic and it be such a you know we we all know Cena can deliver on promos anyways the guy can talk and not alone his talent in the ring. But it just shows me that th- they're definitely looking to make Theory not just one of the guys, but the guy. I mean, you could tell already, not just with the United States title, but the programs he had, that th- he is the future. And, you know, I-, I see where you're going with it. 
with, uh, with theory. I'm not going to say my prediction quite yet. Cause like you said, there's still time. There's a few weeks, but of I, I respect your passion. I, I get where you're coming from. I, I just have to disagree and, and kind of step back, but I, I do see why they put a lot of important uh, importance, part of me yeah. and, and value on, on theory because he is that guy. I, I think that we all know that we all can see it. Potentially theory could be around for the next 20, 30 years. Um, Cena, not so much. And Cena, and I don't dislike Cena. I got a lot, you know, what he did for the business in his era. Uh, you know, watched most of it, if not all of it, in terms of main roster at least. Anyway, um, you know, was really good. The wrapping John Cena into the, you know, you know, you know, to, <laughs> to where he got to, you know, hustle, loyalty, respect, and stuff. But for me, it was the same with um, Bray Wyatt back at Mania Thirty. And I will always say this: Bray Wyatt should have beat Cena at WrestleMania Thirty. The way the momentum theory, uh, Bray Wyatt had at the time, it wouldn't have hurt Cena. So I don't understand it. So my worry is, even though I'm predicting theory to win and should win, because I'm very passionate about it, more than likely are we going to have Cena break Ric Flair's record holding the US title and possibly drop it the next night on Raw? Which is, you know, I mean, as long as theory, I don't, I would rather theory beat him at Mania than the next night on Raw. If that's unless Cena is going to be around for a while which I don't think he's going to be. I don't know with the movies and everything. Exactly. I don't see that either. Uh, I wouldn't mind that scenario. If, if he were to beat theory, that theory can just win it back. So you're, you're not really hurt theory too much, even though a win at WrestleMania would be pretty big. A lot more I mean, people the, the watch, get on Cena. A lot more people watch WrestleMania than necessarily raw. So by having theory win at mania, would be a like career making moment. It would mean a lot more. No disrespect to win it back. Yeah, okay, you beat Cena the next night on Raw. I get it. You're the US champion again, but it would mean a lot more at Mania for my liking. <laughs> but you know, it is no, a- no, it would. It it, it would have because you would have a lot more of the casual or non wrestling fans even tune into WrestleMania. So he would get more of that audience as well. So it, it would. It would resonate. So. <clears throat> I, I could see I could see him beating Cena though at Mania, but I, I just don't want to give my prediction just yet. But I <laughs> I, I respect that you're already that that promo from Cena did make you want to go with Theory, and I, I get it because uh, he did he obliterated the guy. But I, I think with next week uh, Theory's got to have time to counterpoint it the, the, uh, to where he just cuts a, yeah, a yeah. just equally just a great promo, so he can respond to Cena. One last thing on this before we move on to the main event. This is. The sim is similar to when Rock turned up and said, "I'm going to be, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to face you at WrestleMania." But Cena was there every week, having matches, live shows, you know, at this time because he was full time then. But now we've got Cena coming in as the part timer, being the big I am to a young guy, saying, "You know, you're not ready, and you're not." And he shouldn't be saying you're not ready to him and stuff. I know, but my logic with this is by bury not burying. I don't, I don't like that term. By putting down theory the way he did this past week on Raw, because then everybody goes, "Yep, Cena's going to beat him hands down. He's going to annihilate theory. He's going to become you break Ric Flair's record, be the US champion." Blah blah blah. If theory beats him after Cena's made such a big deal about him not being ready, that puts theory over to no end for me. And I, this is where I feel like theory has to win at WrestleMania. So I will firmly be in theory's corner at Mania, <laughs> which I never thought I would say, but. He's there every week, but it, but it's turned you. It's Thanks turned to me. John Cena coming back, it's homecoming. Hey, it has I liked the, the Rock. Yeah. I liked the Rock when he came back, but my I was pissed off because 
Cena was there every week putting his work in. And yeah, Cena's gone on and done really well and, you know, Peacemaker and all that kind of stuff. But like you said earlier about people coming in and taking spots, Goldberg winning the title against Fiend and all that kind of stuff. Theory's been there from NXT upwards. You know, he's on every, he's on all the house shows and stuff and he's doing it. He's work, he's playing his trade. So I get it, but I want Theory to win because he's been there week in and week out grinding and putting the hours in. Yes, Cena did that for 15 years plus. <laughs> so I get it, but from a fan's point of view, from my point of view, I want Theory to win. To and again, the way he put down Theory this past week on Raw, you know, everybody's going to think, yeah, Cena's going to beat him in, you know, beat him in, you know, maybe not record mm-hmm. time, but he's going to beat Theory no problem. Okay, John Cena fans, what happens if Theory beats Cena? Which is what I want to happen. So yeah, let's move on before I lose my temper. Yeah, it could be record. T- <laughs> yeah, before it now now you're getting hot. Wait I am, man. That was the one thing that yeah. really got me rolled up this week, and that hasn't happened for a long time. <laughs> and I actually, I actually went at it more positive. Yeah, it's gone. We've all flipped. Uh, I've gone to the heel. You've gone to face here. I guess. Yeah, we we flipped the script. That, yeah, that's, that's what's cool about this yeah. show. You never know. What I, I'll put a po- I'll put a poll up. But uh, who do you, I'm going to put a poll up on at uh, in the corner WWE on Twitter once we finish recording, um, and it will be available as you listen to this show right now. But um, who do you think should? win at WrestleMania between Theory and John Cena. And I'm going to put that up and I'm going to make that so it lasts for like like a week. So we'll have the results next week here on the show, basically. Okay. Uh, we'll find out. Anyway, main events. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Uso versus Sami Zayn. Uh, was Solo Sokoa outside? I believe he was, wasn't he? Um, as well. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, Again, I can't speak. You know, the match was pretty good. They weren't they weren't given a great deal of time in terms of advert breaks and stuff like that. In terms of, actually yeah, it ha- was very short. Yes, it was, but good match. Uh, Jey Uso. This is what threw me. This is again subtle things by WWE here. Right, we got Jimmy Uso in the ring with the We the Ones T-shirt on, which is black. We then have Jey Uso turn up in a red T-shirt, which says We the Ones. Stands on the thing, looks stands on the announce table, looks conflicted. The distraction from Jimmy sort of smiles at his brother, goes to sort of go at Sammy. Sammy reverses into a uh, roll up into a, was it a sunset flip? I think uh, into a. I think so. One two three. Sammy rolls up the ring. Uh, Jimmy looks very despondent. Jay gets in. I can't read Jay at all. I can't tell if he's angry, upset, sad, all of the above. I don't know about you. I couldn't read his face or. Things at all. It looked like he then turned his back on his brother, walked out the ring, started talking to Sammy. Then there was a hug, a massive pop for this. And then you hear Sammy, I don't know if you could hear it, but Sammy audibly is like, It's not too late, Jimmy. It's not too late. And they're all sort of hugging. And all of a sudden, Jay super kicks Sammy in the face and says, You think I'm going to turn on my family or whatever? And then they put a beat in on um, Sammy Zane. Um, with weirdly, I didn't. I actually expected KO here, uh, Tyler, but uh, we had Cody Rhodes come out. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, but Cody. Yeah, that that was interesting. I, I loved it. I, I'm like you. It's. Uh, I have to agree, Benny. Uh, it, it was hard to read uh, Jay's face, which was a great thing. It, it only inserted another layer, another twist and turn, if you will, of this bloodline uh, saga and Jay Uso. I mean. 
the way they milked it to the end, like you said, before the super kick to Sami Zayn, uh, he almost made you believe as time was drawing near to the program ending, going off the air, that, hey, the, Jey Uso is aligned with uh, Sami Zayn. He's going to help take down his own family. And then the super kick happens. And then that pop, that reaction from the crowd in Boston was great because they were like us. Even if they suspected anything, I mean, Jey Uso and, and the whole crew has done such a splendid job. I mean, it, it really is good acting. I mean, a lot of people think he, he needs some kind of award because these guys, the way they're doing the psychology, it's just, it's been not only a master class in promos, but it's been a masterful session uh, regarding the body language and, and the movements. And it's just, it's been, we, we've already said it. It's been one of the more intricate storylines in, uh, in wrestling history, at least in the modern era for quite some time. And, and we just keep seeing things unfold. And just when we think we got it figured out, they, they pull us back in enough to, for something else to happen. So I enjoyed it. I, now, would I have rather it happen on SmackDown? But I had to remember. I, I know I, I told you that before. I have to uh, recall that, hey, these guys are the tag team champions. They're having to defend it across brands. And with KO being on Raw and Cody Rhodes, I can understand why not everything needs to be on SmackDown. You, you do have to, to pull the trigger on Raw sometimes. So that, I'll correct myself there. But I enjoyed it, man. It, it was uh, just great TV. I don't care if you're not a wrestling fan, you would be uh, really interested in, in this kind of story. At some point, there's going to be a like documentary come out, isn't there, of the Bloodline story from start to finish, I think. To, it's got to be. And then I'll tell you what, you, we lived it, or I've lived most of it. Um, I probably missed the first couple of months, but uh, overall, I've, you know, at least I've seen clips and stuff and gone back to how it started. Excuse me, my voice is going out. <clears throat> Um, yeah, my mind was too. I think we're getting excited. We we get a little more mad this show, and and um, that's what it is. I mean, it's uh, unbelievable. But yeah, it's um it's been really good. But I honestly couldn't tell where Jay was going. Then it was the hug. I was like, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then super kick. Oh, 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 that's gone a different. That's gone. That's <laughs> that's gone a different way. That's not I, how we we envision this. No, uh, this but, going. As I said to you off air, and I didn't want to say it until we came back on, obviously, but um. The whole like um, the fact that Roman's trying to blame Jimmy for the whole Jay thing is this another swerve for Jay to get back in the bloodline to make sure his brother doesn't cop a beating? Maybe I don't know. It, there's so many layers you, you, to this. Yeah, you uh, never know. It's there, yeah. There's so many directions. It, you know, you said it in other words, a relative term layers. I I mean, I think that's the thing. Nobody can when you think you've got the beat of the story, they, they turn it around on you. And I, I think that's tremendous. I would not be annoyed if Roman, like we said earlier, I would not be annoyed if Roman left mania, um, for, um, left mania, sorry, with the championship. So at all. Um, and if we get some sort of swerve from Sammy, I could also see that happening. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard one, but I'd but like could to... Sammy Zayn actually turn back on KO. I mean, I know people don't want to think of it, but but you put this into motion too, Benny. I got to credit you, of course. Uh, you know, what if? You know, maybe Sammy Zayn's trying to play into the emotions of KO, even though he's 
he's uh, backing away from it. Maybe he they win long enough to be tag team champions, and then, you know what, uh, Sammy does something to cost them, and then that's just his excuse to rejoin the bloodline or, or maybe just join the Usos. I, I don't know. Well, my, 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 the way you could do it is we still have KO Sammy team up, but Usos retain. And then we have, like I said earlier, we have, um, you know, KO comes out to fight off Jimmy and Jay when they get involved in the Cody Roman match, maybe. Then Sammy comes out last as if he's going to be like the help to help KO, but actually puts himself in a position where he actually helps Roman. And like you said, we were mentioned this final test for Rumble, but we don't know what it was. We assumed it was maybe hit KO with a chair, but we don't know what the actual final test was because nobody told us. So there's for me, there's that still little bit of nugget up here that's still hanging over me going, is this a ruse? Is this a swerve? But you know what? Regardless of what happens, I'm, I'm not going to be like, yes, I knew it. Whatever happens, I'm going to enjoy this up to WrestleMania. And yeah, just so, be a fan. It, but exactly, it's like yeah. that voice in your head. I, I get what you're saying, like, because with anything, it's like, are we going to see another change? Or is this just at least going to keep building to another swerve? But at the end of the day, it's just about being fans, enjoying the process and what happens. It's fun to have our theories and be passionate. That, that's nothing wrong with that either. It's just uh, that, that's what we do. That's, that's why these yeah. podcasts are, are what they're about, man. Why, why <laughs> Benny's been such a juggernaut for a long time. And I, I'm just happy to join the ride. Mate, I appreciate you coming on and changing and oh, you're welcome. always, you know, always helping me out, man. I appreciate it. And I, you know, it's a, this has been an hour and 45 minutes almost of conversation about wrestling. I much appreciate it. Um, yeah. And it, it, it goes by so fast, even though it, it has been lengthy and it's been some time, like you pointed out, it actually goes by fast, much like the day sometimes. It's just like you, yeah. you could talk an hour or two and not realize it. Oh, wait, we, we have. It, it's been that long. <laughs> it's been that long. Well, actually, we've been talking a bit longer because we're talking off air. If you look at the old ticker on uh, Skype there, well, we've been it's talking true. for a while. Yes, <laughs> we, we've actually, uh, off air, folks, and, and, and you've seen the teasers for the, the side rants that, you know, me and Benny will often talk you know, more extended tab. It's like the extended cuts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I get that. hundred percent. Um, before we go then Tyler, as per usual, where can we find you, what you're up to? Um, and, uh, where can we follow some of your, you know, your pods and you know, where you're at basically what you're doing with your, uh, individual creating content is what I'm trying to say. I'm not with it today. Well, no, I, I appreciate it, Benny. I, I get what you were saying. You can find me at Dustin Tyler 86 on Twitter. Also find me on the rewind wrestling radio podcast. Also on back when with Scottish Danny, uh, also on the SJP, uh, world media network. And also in the corner with yours truly Benny Mac. And, and when he has me on him, you can find me on here. This great program. Also, uh, the, uncensored wrestling podcast titled the attitude years looking back at the old monday night rawls uh raw is war and the pay-per-views and everything and uh standing strong with waylon myers as well so uh there there's plenty i'm doing also wrestle buddy geek buddy among other things so you know just just blessed to have these opportunities and uh you know that that's my plugs i you know hopefully got everybody and i, I think I actually remember this time I, I try to remember all the shows are on the network, mate, so don't worry about it. Uh, you can find myself at uh, <laughs> Benny Mac, B-E-N-N-Y-M-A-C-K on Twitter. That's my personal stuff. Um, some other stuff going on there occasionally uh, when I can. Uh, time has been a bit uh, lax lately, hence why these shows aren't, you know, they're still coming out hopefully once a week. I want to go back to twice a week. I love doing that. 
but I will get back to that as soon as I can. Uh, but you can follow this show, more importantly, at In The Corner WWE, and you can follow all the other shows at SGP World Media on Twitter. There's Chain Wrestling. Uh, there's back when, as uh, Tyler has already mentioned, the Doctor Who pod. Um, the WCW Nitro Nights, Murder in Minds, RSH, um, uh, regularly scheduled hostilities as well uh, every Wednesday. Um, and hopefully soon we are going to be, I think Doctor Who pod is taking a bit of a break. And uh, the Waiting Room Quantum Leap podcast is uh, going to be picked up in that little slot for a little while. And um, yeah, we're going to be talking more Quantum Leap, me and Sai. So uh, yeah. Just keep it locked to SJP World Media is what I'm getting at. Uh, Tyler, thank you very much, buddy. Very much appreciate you. That's great. Hey, hey, you're very welcome anytime. And we'll see you all. Hopefully there might be a bonus podcast out. I always say that. Keep an eye out. Give a subscribe. Give a look. If not, we'll see you next week for some more In the Corner. See you soon.